Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we've got a fun one. Um, We've had so many listener questions that can't really develop into their own podcasts that we put them all into their all into one podcast. We have 15 questions today. Sue and I do not know what the questions are. So Corey's going to ask us a question and then we're going to come up with improv guys. It's it's improv. (laughs) We're going to come up with the question as we go. But first we have a message from Sue. Yes. We're so excited for you to be able to create beautiful moments in your home. And just like every design project we do is tailored for each unique client, we're always sourcing and creating beautiful pieces for you to access. So we have curated a one-stop shop to the most beautiful pieces that will elevate your home. And you can find them right at alicelanehome.com. It's really beautiful. Um, If you want to be inspired, go look at the portfolio. And if you want to take advantage of some of the collections, those are all available for you to purchase. So anyway, enjoy, create your haven. We're so excited for you to go check it out. Awesome. Thanks, Sue. Mm-hmm. I know we work really hard on that and there's new stuff that hits every week and some t- and new collections almost every other week. Yeah. So um, it's never the same place twice. Definitely check it out. Yep. All right, Corey, what okay. do you have for us? The first one, and we've, we get this a lot, which is crazy um, on Instagram too, but it's uh, where do you shop for dresses mm. personally? Um, you know what I've been loving lately? Shop Bop. Ooh, shop ops. Yeah. Awesome. S H O P B O P.com. Um, they have like all sorts of different designers. Like if I have kind of a fun occasion or special occasion, I love the brand C S E A New York. Mm-hmm. And, um, they have just like some really fun flouncy details. What else is good on there? Um, Gosh, anything. You can type in the occasion you need a dress for, if they're just work dresses, if they're cocktail dresses, if they're day to night dresses. Um, Anyway, they have them in every category. You can click the length that you want um, and you can sort price however you want to. That's another favorite of mine is to click. Like even if I'm like right now I have teenagers. So sometimes I'll get my girls dresses at Nordstrom Rack Mm -hmm. and I'll price them from high to low. And so I'm like comfortable, you know, like anything from one to $200 for teenagers to get something nice or if they're going to homecoming or something, then more than that. But I feel like right now I even went to our Nordstrom locally and they just don't have any dresses. They don't have a lot of dresses. They don't have any special occasion for sure. And they Uh, hardly have anything for work. I don't know what's going on in the world. If, if it's like everybody during COVID was like wearing sweatpants and their Lululemon and no one's working anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just have a lot of casual wear, but nothing to dress up in. So I'm finding that the only place I'm going to get a dress is online lately. Just sad to say, because, you know, I'm a generation that used to love to like hunt it, kill it and bring it home. (laughs) It was just so much fun to go out shopping and bring stuff home. It's so fun. You loved a local shop called Kudakur, don't you, Sue? Yeah, Kudakur is really great. Spell Um, that for them. K-O-O-K, let me spell it. K-O-O-D-E-K-E-R. And it's the cutest shop. They have a great Instagram and they can buy online. So they have a lot of really great dresses. I love Kudiker. Um, Zara, I think is like a good place just like for some, yeah. So just like for just something a little bit more, I don't know. They usually have like a decent edge. Yeah, I feel like a designer. I think so. Um, I I got a really cute dress through Ralph Lauren the other day. I love like every now and again, you just have to know your sizes in Ralph Lauren. Like they always size small, darn it. 
but it's not yeah. vanity sizing. It's not vanity sizing. You don't Ralph. feel like a teeny tiny woman. Definitely don't. So you don't feel, feel bad like about a yourself. Big fat giant yep. when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And then just like I don't know. I'm. I we've talked about this before. I love like vintage shops. Or just like finding something that I just react to. Mm-hmm. I still am like in that generation. I don't know why. Online, I'll go on every now and again, but I still, if I'm out and I see something, I'm just like, ooh, I'll grab it. You know, it just, it feels more immediate and I love instant gratification. So Mm -hmm. I've even found a few dresses at H&M. Yeah. I'm like, I think the dry cleaning is going to cost more than the dress because (laughs) for sure. And it might fall apart. I don't know. It's disposable clothes. It is. No, but, um, I think you can probably wear it a couple of times, but it's like fast fashion. And so like, if you're in a mood or you want to feel like a designer and take a risk, you're going to spend like 19 to $49 on a dress. And it's like no sweat, you know, like you can really Mm -hmm. be in a mood and dress however, and, and then get sick of it. And after you wear it five times, you know what I mean? And not feel bad about it. Cause if you pay $19 for a dress and you pay 15 to dry clean it, (laughs) you're just like, I feel like I'm losing it this game, but at the same time, it's, it's great. You know? So so I found like a reddish orange shirt dress there. I just, I love, I wore it to market and everyone was like, where did you get this? I'm like, it's H&M guys. It's like, I think I have, I don't know, stuff in my pantry that costs more money than this. You probably do. No. And I think right now we're in Utah, so we're in fall. So we're just wearing lots of layers. So whatever dress we have on, we're having like, I think, I feel like the coat's more important right now than the dress. So yeah, if you have a great coat or a great long vest or something, Mm -hmm. um, I I think think that's really great. Anthropology has cute stuff. Anthropology's great. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, um, um, I feel like J. Crew's kind of turning a little bit of a corner. Yeah. They've got some decent stuff. Um, okay. I, I found this, the cutest jewelry on the site. I think it's out of the UK and they ship to the U S it's called dish D I S S H. Um, they're a good price point and cute stuff. Mango mango is great. Yeah. It's cute stuff. Um, there's another one. that's a lot, a lot like mango. Oh, I feel like it's initials. <laughs> It'll come to us when we're talking, but anyway. Yeah. 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 Few. yeah. I think there's, and honestly like Instagram is a great source too. Yeah. I see all sorts of stuff that I'm like, what is this? And I swipe up and check it out. And it's like someone some you've never heard great of before. Chunky knit sweater. And yeah. You know, you pair it with, um, I'm loving those like satin elastic waist skirts that are like midi oh, length. Oh yeah. I like that midi really length. Cute. I feel longer in I them. I do too. And I think they're more flattering than, yeah. Cause yeah. everybody has great knees. They're not cute, especially in the winter. Yeah. So, and then you can just wear them with like, um, a boot that goes up, you know, kind yeah. of mid length. It's cute. Yeah. I was listening to another podcast actually on the way here, the um, Hillary Kerr one. Uh huh. Yeah. And she was where? talking. She was talking to the what? Is it, what is it? What was it? Anyway, she was. She worked at Harper's Bazaar, and so she was giving like her top favorite things, like for a dress, for a blazer, for jewelry, for all these things. And I was like frantically writing things down because I was like, oh, it was fun. a great little source for. Anyway, cross-pollination there. But mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but she was talking about all the different fashion weeks and what they're seeing and how everybody's just kind of like doing their own individual thing, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun, but just like for staples. I thought it was really cool. Anyway. That is cool. Just another plug. Yay. Cool. Next question. Um, what are some best options for a men's recliner? Ooh, we have oh, well, a couple if, lines. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I would call Alice Lane actually and work with our free um, furniture design team because they know all the lines. Motion is the largest um, category category that is in number one right now across the board with everybody. Mm. Everyone wants a chair that swivels 
or reclines or the we need rocks. to be rocked guys <laughs> I know. we need There's to be swaddled really and rocked about motion yeah um, so a lot of really contemporary styles too yeah. and there's even um there's a tilt back chair mm. where um it doesn't have um something that flips up on the bottom for your feet but the back just tilts back and then you have an ottoman you can put your feet on and you swear by looking at these chairs they do not look like they no. recline at all so I would search tilt back. I think that's a really cool thing, but yeah. we've got a bunch of brands that have beautiful recliners, decent looking yeah. recliners with good looking arms on them. And they're not like puff lump, lazy boy fat mm. rolls. And they have like furniture. pretty legs, like they're on, up higher on legs and then yeah. like it's all like tucked up underneath and then it flips out. So yeah. Anyway, they're slick. They're it depends some on what really you want. The ones. leg does make it look more tailored and edited yeah. and modern, where if you have something that swivels, then usually the upholstery goes all the way to mm-hmm. the ground, and you have this big spinning thing, yeah. um, which they make them look decent by putting a rail around the bottom, but yeah. I always I always prefer something on legs, so yeah. that's going to usually be like a tilt back or a recliner mm-hmm. on a leg, but it's yeah. hard when you get into the swivel. Yeah. Um, but right. they're making swivels good-looking now, too, yeah. so... Yeah, it's the number one selling category. All your favorite brands have them right now. And um, the girls that work for us, the furniture design team, they can skin it however you want. If you prefer fabric, if you want it in velvet, if you want it in leather, they can do a kid-proof fabric. They can do anything you want. So it's a really, really easy way to get them. Yeah, we did one in the Tahoe Tree House. It's that green leather one. It kind of looks like grandpa's old recliner, but it's higher up on legs and it is a recliner, but we needed something with a smaller footprint. So it, anyway, that's one from one of our lines and there's a bunch in different styles that are more vintage, some that are more like modern and sleek. Mm-hmm. So, but they're really slick. Yeah. yeah. Some on stainless bases, even the yes. cantilever. I you wouldn't know. think at Fancy. all that it reclined, but executive success. Success. Buzzwords. Good job, Sue. Maybe a phone number for that. Um, so for the home furnishing design team is 800-423-7757. Um, cool. Next question. If you paint your walls a dark color, do you need dark curtains or draperies? Mm. Not necessarily. Um, yeah. I'm like, it just depends. Like if you're keeping the drapes are the last thing you're going to choose yeah. in the room. The second to the last thing you're going to choose in the room is the paint. <laughs> so if you can believe, I mean, you point. might know going into it that they want a dark room because this mm. is going to be, yeah. this is going to be a really hot, foxy living room or it's going to yeah. be, um, I don't know. Deep moody office or, you yeah, know. yeah. Something yeah. that you want to have a mood to it. Mm-hmm. So you'll know it's dark going into it, but until you start pulling the actual shades of fabric, you won't know exactly what shade of dark green that you want. Kind of depends on the fabric. It might turn more olive. It might be more of a blue green. You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of a yellow green. So anyway. It also all depends on just like the other pieces, like the, the rug, you know, if there's something else that's, light in there if your trim saw stain light if your ceiling's yeah, light that's true. all those things like kind of contribute because if you had everything be dark and moody and we just had white strips of fabric on the wall that might look like an afterthought yeah you're going to want to cater it to something else that's happening in the space be it a tone of the wall or that exact same color or something happening in the rug you want to you want to be inspired by something with what you put on those windows yeah. I have a, I have a living room with kind of a bronze, um, grass cloth on my wall and I have off white shears. So they have a lot of transparency so stacked on both sides of my big window. And sometimes I even close them up just to see, you know, the light kind of bouncing off the shears. You can get dark shears as well, but I'm just kind of in that mood and my house looks like a beach house. 
from the outside. So shears just yeah. kind of feel easy and effortless. And the trim stayed light. Yeah, and the trim is white, trim and the ceiling's white, white, and white. the mantle's white. So I think oh, that talking to you all need that. other light things in yeah. the room. But if everything's dark, then you got to do a dark sheer or a dark velvet or dark silk yeah. drape. Yeah. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse... Do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't. I'm freezing. My husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care your sleep health, if you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Yeah. Cool. Uh, The next one, I'm not necessarily sure what they're referring to, so maybe you guys do. Uh, What are your favorite materials for covered porches? Oh, outdoor fabrics. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. But like perennials Perennial, is yeah. extraordinary. They have like outdoor velvets even right now. Yeah. Um, outdoor Chanel's. A ton. Like you just, it, it looks super high end and it's not that plasticky woven mm-hmm. feeling stuff that you could file your nails on, you know? It's, yeah. It's like really, really comfortable yeah. luxe stuff. So if you're recovering something, um, and you're going to be into it anyway. You might as well do a bang up job on it. They're yeah. waterproof velvets. Are you kidding? Like so yeah. pretty. You could even do it in white if you want. And, you know, everything's going to come off. So I think there's this one company also called Zinc that we did some stuff in. That oh, yeah. was beautiful. Z-I-N-C. Yeah. yeah. And they like were super duper soft. You would never guess that these things are outdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little bit higher on the price point. But I think perennials is really smart. Mm-hmm. So then they have a ton a ton of different ones, designer collaborations. I think they have a Zoe Bios line, which is really rad. Mm, anyway, that would be pretty, really, really cool stuff. So, yeah. Next question. Kelly Worser also has a great outdoor. <laughs> oh, she does. Yeah, she I didn't a, know that. She has awesome outdoor fabrics. Oh, you'd yeah. be the coolest. So yeah, do that, do that. <laughs> or at least do your pillows. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, how do how do you bring color into a neutral neutral furnished room? That's easy. <laughs> we do that all the time. I know. People Art. never dare really go. Pillows. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Rug. Rug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like most often people will do like a natural woven like sofa or large sectional. Mm-hmm. And then, we'll, you know, just depending on how daring they want to be, you know, you can do darker. We have chairs. You have all these other pieces in a space. Mm-hmm. But like the Lamps. usually, again, the rug will usually had some interest, you mm-hmm. know, even if it's neutral will still have some, some level of depth, I think. Mm -hmm. And so depending on how comfortable you are with color or depth, 
will probably affect what you'll pick for your rug and therefore affect what you do for your pillows to relate back to the rug. Mm-hmm. And especially, I think the art, the art is a great way to add color so great. while keeping everything neutral. It's a gallery, you know? Mm-hmm. Amen. And large ceramic lamps, yeah. the given attitude. Totally. Every room needs a little slap in the face, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. Are dark hardwood floors hard to keep clean? Yes. Impossible. <laughs> you talked me out of doing that and, oh and I'm gosh. so glad you did. Yeah. I mean, if you love to mop, you should do it. <laughs> we'll have a full-time job. You'll have so much fun. You'll seriously mop on the daily. I mean, just dust. And um, if you have pets, if you have children, if you eat food with, that makes crumbs, um, if you walk in your house with shoes on, um, I mean, really, you're going to have to like tiptoe in socks if you have dark floors, you know? And yeah. we have a client right now that has dark, beautiful, polished walnut yeah. floors. So you're not allowed to wear shoes. It's formal though. Yeah. yeah. You have to just like be ready or have, have like, help. You like tiptoe you have help if you have dark you're just trying floors. to make the least amount of impact on those floors. Cause you know how much work it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't talk. <laughs> Don't talk too loud either. The floors will hear you. <laughs> They'll somehow mess Collect themselves us. up. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's so beautiful and lovely. My mom has um, Brazilian cherry floors and I had Brazilian cherry floors in my Alice Lane house and uh, boy, did I mop. <laughs> worked, I had little kids. You worked for your floors. With the puppy. I did. Yeah. yeah. I did. They were the boss and I was their employee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, your go-to framing for art to keep it from looking dated. Go-to framing for art from keep I it love faded. a white mat that is a fabric mat, like mm, a silk a linen. or a linen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think always looks really expensive. Mm. I mean, that's, here's the thing guys, we're always going to try and help you look expensive yeah. to make great choices so that these things are just going to last forever. So don't, don't be clowning on us and telling us that yeah. we're trying to make you broke or anything. We just are trying to yeah. give you the best advice we can. Yep. So not using a paper mat is always ideal. If you have to use a cardboard paper mat, that's great. Just do a really thick one with a beveled edge. That's going to look awesome. And then some people are like allergic to gold and they only like silver or they want to do black frames. Whatever your metal is or your neutral, Mm -hmm. um, just like, I don't know, I'd say lean into it and and find the the one that looks, um, I don't know, just like, the most expensive. Yeah. Which is yeah. usually a little bit more tailored. I will say like the depth of the frame. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a simple like floater frame, we do a lot of this mm-hmm. where it's just, it's really edited and, but it has depth. It comes off the wall a certain amount. So even if like your piece of art is on paper, mm-hmm. like that's when you're going to like mat and glass and frame the sucker. Like that's paperwork, which could look really cheap. If you go with a really shallow frame, mm-hmm. if you add thickness on that, it all of a sudden looks a lot more expensive because it's lifted off the wall and it has substance. Yeah. So yeah, I would do often, often we'll do a floater frame, be it in like a light or a metal or a walnut or is always beautiful. If you want to keep it edited, I have a framer right now. I just, yeah, obsess over and, I, and he like can carves his frames and his are like the masters. And so he doesn't do any paper. He frames like originals. So it's like if you have an oil or something like that, do something that suits the painting. We're having a bunch of stuff reframed that a client got on first dibs and some really beautiful works and things. And so you're analyzing the actual painting to see like what motifs are there, what geometry is there to like have hand carved blocking 
you know, to kind of relate back to that. So it feels, feels like it was created in the same realm as the painting Mm -hmm. and is juxtaposing the things that you don't want to enhance and the things that you want to bring out. So anyway, it's, it's definitely an, it's an art, you know, but um, if you just want to keep it simple, stick with the flutter frame, make sure that there's nice depth and make sure that like, if you're doing metals, it doesn't look flat. It looks like hand leafed. Yeah. You can ask them like, what are the ones that look like they're leafed? And you usually see these yeah. um, almost like blocks of silver laid. You'll see seams. Over, yeah. Seams. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, into silver work. And then those look really fine. And usually the profile of that frame is going to be black mm-hmm. and it gives it a lot of depth. So yeah. Yeah. Do you guys ever stack them? Like when like stack, stack a couple frames, no, like frames mm-hmm. together. I feel like in the old days we would do that to really create a really thick yeah. frame, but now we're using thinner frames with bigger mats. Yeah. Occasionally, right. like if there's like a really cool liner or something, like they'll just like, like it'll be just it. a small little fillet. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting if it has like, like add something cool yeah. or pop something out of the painting. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool, but yeah, but you don't, um, not really stacking up too many and usually like museum matting and stuff is thicker. So you might do like a double layer of just the mat on mat. Yeah. Like if you do that, but, um, or like linen, right. Yeah. So you're floating something, an object on, on linen, and then you just see that all floating against the frame. So anyway, cool. that help answer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what are your best tips for a gallery wall in a hallway or bedroom? Mm, best tips for a gallery wall. I like, I do like gallery walls in hallways just cause it's a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you get them in bedrooms, it's fine. You just, I would just say grow it, grow your pieces. I think a lot of gallery walls, they get too small. Mm-hmm. And I think then it becomes cacophonous. And I don't know where to focus, but if you do have like photos that you want to, I would, I would grow them. You yeah. know, I think the smallest, when we used to do gallery walls a lot more, I remember seeing like your smallest pictures, like no smaller than a five by seven, unless you're, you know, and then you're still like matting that. And I think if you want to just go somewhere, like I know like Framebridge mm-hmm. has great ways to do gallery walls. Um, yeah. I would just say, I would say go bigger than you think yeah, everything on each of these spa- pieces. And if you are like really minimal, and you like, you, you love symmetry and you love things matching up, you're going to use the same frame for all the pieces, mm-hmm. right? Or the same metal or the same, you know, like color. If you're more eclectic, then you can go like you're actually framing the piece for the piece, yeah. you know, and then you're building on top of that. But you're still in either regard, you're growing them and not making th- anything too small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I, my mom has a great gallery wall going from like the the main family room back to her bedroom. And all of that is photos of us six kids growing up and mm-hmm. our wedding pictures and, you know, just like baby pictures and all of the things. And you just really want to stand in that hallway heading back there. And, you know, as parents to get to still have your kids and look at them each day as you go back to your bedroom or come back out. I don't know. It's like... It's a really deep and meaningful thing. Yeah. So we we always fun for of, you guys to go look at it and your kids to go look at going it. Back and, there, yeah. But there's not a trip down to Richfield that you guys aren't peering at that, <laughs> or the kids aren't being like, "Oh my gosh, you look like." Oh my gosh, mom, was your Uncle hair Letty. really that big? <laughs> like, yeah, that was actually a really good hair day too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's it's a really fun thing and, and like a legacy. So I love hallways for galleries yeah. as well. I think yeah. it's great. Music rooms, mm-hmm. um, you know, studies, that kind of stuff. It's just like the proof that you lived yeah. and lived a great life. And especially when the kids are gone, it's still like 
the proof. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if you're good. a collector, you're going to have galleries. There's just like no mm-hmm. beating around the bush. Like you'll just, you'll be stacking your art and things, but I think it's just in how you compose what, what goes with what and around what, and, but it's really fun. Galleries are like living, breathing usually, unless you're like a strict grid. Um, that's obviously tight, but um, I, I love the ones that are living and breathing and a little bit more asymmetrical. Mm-hmm. I think it feels very artful. Yeah. The great big ones make the little ones feel special and yeah. the little ones make the big ones feel special. So they need yeah. each other. Um, so don't be afraid to really play with scale and yeah. Yeah. Tuck those frame objects. In. Yes. I think framing objects is so great. We had a client that her daughters, they got all these cute little pottery from Mexico and they were small, probably like two inches in diameter, little tea sets. And we had them framed like in their kids gallery. And it was really darling because they're like, Oh, that was when we went to Mexico. And anyway, I picked that one out from, yeah. So anyway, you can make real cool memories. I think from the things you've collected. I love that. Next question is how do you add family photos into your design? It's, you know, <laughs> it's a it's, hard one. It is yeah. a hard one. I yeah. know a lot of traditional families love that big family picture over the mantle or, You know, we always say keep it out of the entry because you just don't want to open the door to strangers and have them be able to see your family or be like, oh, you have little girls. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like little girls, (laughs) you know. Yeah. So you just kind of want to, you just kind of want to keep that at the heart of the home. Um, So um, I think where the family gathers is really fun. Or like we were saying, going back to your master bedroom because the parents are the ones that love it the most. Yeah. And so you kind of keep adding to it and then your kids are going to get married and they're going to keep sending you photos of, you know, their children doing things. And I don't yeah. know. I think the collection starts that way. So yeah, we love a hallway, a family yeah. room. I'd say, and shelves. I've seen them in yours and mm-hmm. I have them in mine too, but just like just candid moments. Mm-hmm. They're just like beautifully captured and colored and stuff on like in frames. Mm-hmm. We don't print things out as much. So that is something I think that when you do see a picture, of someone's family printed out like on their, on their table or bookshelf or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you, like I go there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, look how little Jean was. Or, you know, like anyway, it's just a fun, like trip back in time, yeah, you know, to kind of show those captures. So yeah, I think that that's like a really reverent way too than like painting portraits of them and big canvases. And that's the hard thing is families and they evolve so fast. Yeah. Everyone's changing, you know, you're growing, you're expanding. So yeah, it's hard um, to keep a current family photo. It is. So somebody, somebody else is pregnant or they're like, I was totally. pregnant then. Let's get a new one <laughs> or <laughs> exactly. I have a baby now or whatever. Oh, exactly. So yeah, just, I would say find your favorite moments and find places in your home to display those in a reverent way. Would, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's the loveliest way. Yeah. Great. Um, this next one's a good one. Should we prioritize replacing old decor slash furniture or buying pieces we don't currently have? Ooh, say that one more time. Should we prioritize replacing? Yeah, replacing like old decor or furniture or buying pieces we don't currently have. Yeah, yes to both. I mean, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Budget for both. <laughs> I mean, we, we, all, we all know when something's kind of on the clotting edge of design instead of yeah. the cutting edge, you know? I think so, it probably depends if you like it or not. Yeah. It depends on how truly, offensive yeah. it is and if it's like... And how important it is yeah. to you to keep an updated home. Some people, yeah. here's the thing, none of you are going to see it because you're so used to it just being yeah. there. They're like, I don't even remember that that chair was brown mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's always been that way. Yeah. So you kind of have to, 
sometimes get somebody that you know and love and trust to come in yeah. and give you the real hard answers mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that that was that way, you mm. know? So you need somebody from the outside to give you permission to dispose of it or to change it. Um, I know like, um, sorry, mom, I know you're the only one that really listens to this podcast. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and talk to you. Hey, Polly. Uh, <laughs> I know that like my brother, my youngest brother, Jake went in there. He was like, you guys got to redo this bathroom, <laughs> you know? And for whatever reason, like they listened to him and they were like, Hey, we want to redo the bathroom. And I was like, fantastic. We've been wanting to, you know, like get rid of that darn shower. That's like the walk around shower with no door. Mm-hmm. So you just freeze in there and you're like naked and you know, <laughs> standing on a slate, slate floor. Yeah. Um, and they thought it was so great. That they didn't have a glass door to have to clean, but little did they know they were also freezing, you know, cause the steam doesn't mm. keep yeah. it warm so yeah. anyway we redid their sh- their bathroom at the beginning of the year so and pretty. it was really really fun and I think we all enjoyed the process and um, it turned out so beautifully but they probably didn't know anything was wrong with it until one so, of their yeah. kids said hey guys it's time and they were like oh really well wow, this is great are you kidding my dad <laughs> probably defended it for a while but then the project <laughs> sounded like fun for him so I don't even have to shut a door <laughs> yeah these <laughs> walk around showers so that's funny so um you know and then the funny thing yeah. is then they had to live in the basement and use you know some of the kids bathrooms they're like we got to replace these faucets like you quit seeing stuff mm. yeah so um I don't know sometimes it takes like Somebody to move in or a guest or something. You're like, oh, geez, we got to fix this. So I do think that you need to retire certain things um, and and then, you know, update them. I think it feels it feels like a new house again. And then it's a lot cheaper to update a few things than to buy a new house. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Repaint, recarpet. Oh, please recarpet. People keep their carpet far too long. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the stuff we've ripped out. Do you remember like yeah. really high pile carpets used to be a thing? And yep. so, yeah. All the goo that gets caught in there. It's disgusting yeah. guys. It's okay. It's okay to update yeah. those for the health of your and, family. Yeah. Replace and, the carpet. You get that new house smell again too, which is really fun. The best. Maybe moving into a house too. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's a, like, I think you should just replace the carpet. Just for mm-hmm. sure. Before you move in. Definitely. Yeah. Other people yeah. lived on that mm-hmm. soft stuff and you yeah. just don't know what's in that pad. Yeah. You don't know what's in all those fibers. So yeah. Yeah. Just get, get rid sick. of that. Yeah. Maybe COVID. Probably paint and Probably. get new carpet. Yeah. Yep, so sure. you did that during COVID. Yep. Went into a new house, ripped yep. all the carpet out. Made it so much better. Painted it all. Got rid of those vertical blinds. <sighs> yeah. No. And everyone's just like, you did so much. I'm like, we just did paint and carpet <laughs> and we're replacing the lights. Yeah. But honestly, Those like really are huge, like, no, it, it's huge. But like in, in the realm of things, like we didn't move any walls. We didn't do anything like that. And they're like, you guys changed so much. You're just like, we just took all the onions and pickles off <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and just cleaned it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, maybe you guys have like a rule of thumb for this. Uh, how long in length should a console table be that sits behind your sofa? Gosh, it's a good question. Probably minimum of 72. Most sofas. Sofas, as you know, have gotten bigger. Mm. It used to be that everybody bought a sofa. Now people are buying sectionals and sectionals are way longer than sofas. So you almost need like two consoles. Like that's how wide it is. Mm. So it's constantly a game we're playing in Design Center on CAD to be like, what is the longest console we can find? To go and behind this. 84 is like usually around the longest mm-hmm. that we can find, but. Oh, of a console? 
Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you have to use a sideboard, which is like a console with storage in it. Yeah. Um, and that's okay because people have extra blankets or they want to hide kids toys yeah. in something. Mm-hmm. So you can sometimes totally. find a sideboard is an 84 inch instead of a console. So that's another buzzword. Yeah. To look for. But yeah, just make sure that you can imagine if you have like 120 inch portion of a sectional and you have a 60 inch console on the back of that, it's going to look terrible it's gonna look very very silly so you can see how like 84 plus is where you're probably gonna want to be like minimum of 72 for a regular sofa Mm -hmm. i think so and that's usually for like a 90 inch 80 to 90 inch Mm -hmm. sofa you'll want to be around 72 you might be looking at the back of that sectional from your kitchen like you might be floating that sectional in the room on one side where the console is and so you could even flank two like dining type chairs on both sides of that mm-hmm. like, um, try and grow the width a little bit to kind of take up some width but then also you could go grab those chairs and add them to the dining table if you have guests or mm-hmm. pull them around into the family room if you have guests, more people that want to sit down mm-hmm. um you can always put a little ottoman on the end we do lots yeah. of tricks to try Ottomans, and grow baskets, the lengths. like mm-hmm. yeah depending on the style of the home yeah. There's ways to grow that width so you're not looking at a back of a sofa. There's just not enough That's storage the bigger offense. Ever. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Because sure. kids always want to play where mom is. We'll throw is... that bigger rig Ralph throw too over like a portion of it too, just to occupy oh. more space, which is a beautiful trick. Yeah. We have our Ralph throw that we manufacture um, in India and oh, so sectionals have a seam on the back where two pieces come together. And so we'll often throw this big Ralph throw over the back of the sectional and it kind of hides that seam and gives it a beautiful layered textile look, mm-hmm. which is a really good trick. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And then Grab shove one. a console up Grab there. one for yourself for Christmas ladies. Yeah. They're and also gents. beautiful draped on, um, uh, the end of a chaise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. So pretty. So pretty. Okay. Uh, how do you address lighting in a room where there is not an outlet? Well, you get an outlet. Well, you get the electrician to come and it's really easy, guys. It's super easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can even, I mean, if you're building right now or even remodeling, get one put in the ground. Yeah. Um, It's way easier than you think. Yeah. Especially if you've got a basement underneath, you can really, you can get an outlet next to a console or under a console to be able to um, plug in a lamp and pop it on top of there. Yep. And then if if this was specific to floor outlets, if we haven't had one, we'll usually like take that plug. We'll have an extension cord running from a wall. Hopefully you have an outlet on a wall anyway, and we'll run a clear extension cord underneath the rug to go like under the cocktail table, underneath the sofa, by that sofa table and we'll thread that little lamp down and plug it in. So you, you can have want them those in the center. flat extension yes. cords, not yeah. round ones. So we're not feeling like we're stepping on it, you know, over the rug. So Good call. A lot of designer yeah. tricks. I know. There's a lot of Use Velcros and zip ties and all the things to try and hide <laughs> dumb cords yeah. so we can have light in the center of the rooms. It's, it's nice to do a new build or a remodel to get electrical we wanted but i think yeah. now there's a code isn't it every six feet or every eight feet on a wall like something like that you yeah. have Honestly, to have I think an outlet kitchens is like four feet it's real tight yeah mm. yeah so i mean if you buy an older home that's grandfathered in you probably don't have as many yeah. as you need but today we just need so many yep yeah but to go in and add it just find a trusted electrician mm-hmm. and they can just you know like put a little don't dot on the it. wall yeah and they there's something somewhere inside that wall that they can pull and then you just mud and paint that right up. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Super easy. Okay. Uh, I'm about to have windows installed at countertop level. What do you do about the tiny gap between the countertop and the window? Hmm. 
I the would, countertop in the window. I have the countertop material. Run into the seal. And yeah, go to the seal and even have this seals made out of the countertop material. Yeah. I'm yeah. picturing this in a kitchen. If it, you had like a tile backsplash, do you just run that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Continue your backsplash. Yeah. But having the seal and the same marble or granite or whatever countertop material is better than a wood seal. Mm-hmm. I was going to say a family pictures decorating. My mother has like granite seals that, and she has like one of those corner sinks in her kitchen and she has that whole corner filled with family photos, like all the eight by tens of the grandkids and mm-hmm. candid moments and whatnot. So when she does dishes, she can look at all of her people. It's kind of cute. That's her home office. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anyway, Make I think it's countertop the sill. Yeah, I think so too. Show. Okay. I'm sorry. Lost my place. Hold on. Um, oh, there we go. Where do you go, both go for inspiration? It's a good one. That is a good one. I honestly have been going to like my books mm-hmm. a lot lately. I've been going to, it's, it's interesting. It is old school. Yeah. Flipping open up some pages. Um, but the books I've been loving so much mm-hmm. are the books that are, that take you inside the home of artists, designers, celebrities, um, especially the artists and designers. Cause if you think about artists and designers, they're nobody's designing it for them. They are designing it throughout their life. So it is a lifelong curation Mm -hmm. of items that they've assembled. And so the collections become really interesting. If you think about when we design a space for somebody, we are building off of what they currently have, but we're also creating this lifestyle based off of their experiences and then hoping that they'll continue to build on top of that. But it's fascinating to look at, I don't know, the lives and the collections of designers and artists. I just have loved that so much. I concur. Yeah. That's so great. I've got too many books really in every room. And and most of the books we get in at Alice Lane are designers that we, that we love. Maybe it's a book on travel here and there, but most of it has to do with fashion or Mm -hmm. interiors or both. And those, those spaces or the scenes that they build or the beds that they make. There's always like a beautiful twist to it and a lovely story and mm-hmm. a designer's words are so fun. And even as we've been recording podcasts, um, you know, I know we just recently did one on Thomas Pheasant. Yeah. I went to Thomas Pheasant's book and just like indulged in it. And I was like, this book was published in 2014, which means he was probably writing it for two years in advance, which means these photos are like a decade old. Uh, yeah, probably. Right extraordinary and still so, so inspiring because they yeah. were done amazing and um I could ask him millions of questions based on that he'd be probably like you should see the work I'm doing today I know <laughs> yeah I think that's lovely I it's funny I don't turn to magazines as much as I used to because we're so inundated and we consume so many images on Instagram my favorite tool is the save tool and then I can go through and look at all my favorite um, interiors and images that I've saved over the months and years. And I still find those super inspiring. Yeah. And then you can find that designer in deep dive and maybe they've got a book and you can read it when you have more time. But mm-hmm. I save a lot of spaces that I yeah. love. Traveling. We just got back from a work trip to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to, after a long day at the, at the site, we went over to the proper um, in San Francisco and just and I have both been to the one in Santa Monica and anyway, just, and hospitality is a whole different game because especially when you're in Kelly Worcester's world, mm-hmm. because she's just a queen of originality and unique pieces and stuff. And so it's, it's a different world, but you want to take some of that. You like, it's so inspiring. I took so many pictures just that one night. Um, 
just of different, the way she lays her tile, the patterns that she combines mm-hmm. one with another. And it's just, it's bold and it gives you an injection of courage to do something radical, mm-hmm. you awesome. know? So I say, when you go travel, look up just like, what is, what is iconic in that city that you should go see? Mm-hmm. Because that won't be, that'll be a very worthwhile trip. Go eat there, taste it, smell it, take it all in. Yeah. Because that is inspiring. Or stay in like your favorite designers um, hotels. Like she was talking about Kelly Worcester's proper hotel. Or we've been to Palm Springs a couple Mm -hmm. times. And Mark Sykes has a hotel called Holiday House. Um, Martin Lawrence Bullard did um, this purple... I forget what it's called. The purple Purple peacock or something like purple something. Yeah. Yeah, Room. Um, Jonathan Adler did the The Parker Parker. hotel. Um, You can eat at Norma's. So designers do hotels or they do restaurants within hotels and it's just down to the very last detail. And that inspires designers too. I think completely. I even took some of the embossed coasters because they have this like beautiful cat at the Charmaine's like little bar and restaurant up on top of the proper because that's where we ate. And it was just like such a moment. I'm like, this is so beautiful. And so I put some in my purse. <laughs> they were paper. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, sure. I didn't steal anything, guys. You didn't steal the crystal ones. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Last question. How do you decorate your office at work? I recently started going back into the <laughs> office. Do you have any special, any tips on making a dull cubicle into something special? We have um, inspiration boards <laughs> for all of our designers. So they have cork boards above their desks and they're kind of a living, breathing thing that's always changing, whatever's inspiring them. They're printing off different vibes and mm-hmm. pulling favorite fabrics from the yeah. bins. And they just are constantly a work in progress. And you can see their tastes develop and change really and cool. grow into yeah. something really editorial and fun and wild. And then pretty soon they're pulling that off for the projects that they're actually using. Another fun thing is they are always manifesting like the celebrity couples that they want to design for. <laughs> so you'll see like these cute couples on the board and, and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's get those guys. Yeah. yeah that'd cool. be fun. Yeah, manifest. so Manifesting's fun. And it also, I think, um, emboldens you and helps you um, change the way you think so that you're not thinking in neutrals in it anymore. You're just like all out yeah. um, in Love for that. the design. As for offices, Sue and I have never had our own office. <laughs> so Surprise. soon. We did for yeah. a hot second, I think at the old Allison Design Center, we kind of had desks oh, for yeah, a little bit yeah. and then we gave them away. We're homeless. Well. Homeless. <laughs> um, <laughs> But we are, um, Alice Lane is building their own building and, um, we hope in 2023 toward the, um, probably last quarter of the year will be 2022. Or 2022, sorry. Yeah. Oh my like, gosh. Are we in 23 now? No, that would be terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I would die our, if that, for our future that offices. <laughs> yeah. We're going to move in next year um, after we build the building and Sue will have her very own office and I can describe for you that she will have wall art. She loves art so much. She, yeah. and she loves art with a subject. So she has to have like an animal or a human staring at me. <laughs> or a Mexican bull or whatever, but she loves, 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 loves the subject in her art. So I'm sure she'll just be surrounded by all, sons, all sorts of fun, fun creatures and a wild lamp and a framed scarf or a bunch of jewelry in a bowl or whatever to just help strike her mood. Um, I think it's great. Fashion really does inspire design. I know one of the things that we kind of lust after is Kelly Wurstler has a fashion room in her, um, like a fashion closet where they have all sorts of wild stuff in there that helps inspire extraordinary scenes and rooms. Um, 
So um, as for an office for me, I have a home office, but I will have my own office at some point. You have hand-painted diptych wallpaper mm-hmm. back behind you. You have the color wheel. You have all your books and stacks and stacks of architectural digests. Mm-hmm. You have the beautiful Cortez desk. With, anyway, all your profiles are really classic, but uh, like opinionated. Oh, Jess's office is rad. You have to have barrels. lots of shelves and surfaces, I feel like, to be able to put all the stuff that you've acquired and accumulated and continues to inspire you so that and I feel like I'm always styling and restyling it just like a mantle you know you're just always kind of reworking it because we get sick of things easy yeah and you pin all your inspiration like just up on your wall you just tape it on your wall I do yeah Yeah, I tape them right to the casings and the paint and I don't care I just just have to stay inspired yeah which is so cool yeah super love that for your cubicle you for sure you could for sure get a cool lamp Yes. Put a must. cool lamp up there. A Get yourself a beautiful like diffuser. Just a little bit that has all your favorite. The only kind of pin you like to use, you should have a collection of those. You have you should have a vase that you always fill with flowers mm-hmm. every week. You should probably have a candle. So yeah. It smells nice. Yep. Um, Having a little tiny something. fire, like when you light a candle, oh. it just feels so luxurious. Yes. And like you have oh. a tiny fire in your cubicle. Like for it sure feels like a massage a, <laughs> a little yeah, bit at work. I would get our crystal candle dish to put it in or our clawfoot dish to nest yes. it down in. So it's got a little companion, mm. little, um, I don't know. You could probably do a decent size lamp or you could do a baby yeah. lamp. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our Phoebe lamp is good. People love the birdie lamp. They're both love little the tiny, yeah. little tiny crystal lamps. You'll feel fancy and they have a pretty little warm glow. Yeah. Warm glow. And they're also transparent. So if you don't have that much room, like they yeah. give some personality without trying to take up too much visual space. Mm-hmm. I also really pretty. have a little ottoman that I nest under my desk. Oh, yes. If you put your feet up on something, you feel like you're slightly reclined and and I put not working as hard it puts different (laughs) stress on your sit bones and all of that because seeing a chair is uncomfortable so I would hide a little something under I I even know um, Herman Miller has like a wedge that you can put your feet on underneath your desk that feels awesome but um, I was gonna say throw a little like cashmere throw or something over your chair in the back and then when you get cold you can put it across your legs Mm. I'm always cold. Or over your shoulders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drape Chilly. yourself in it. You'll be so fancy. Yes. And make sure you love like your cup that you're going to go like fill your drink up with, you know, coffee, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like make sure you have all those luxuries. And you know, a little like bowl a of candy. People will come visit you because they'll need you a, a mint or yes. a piece of gum. You be Crystal, that girl. Crystal with the Worthers. Yeah, totally be that girl. Be that aunt. Be that girl. Yeah. Get the, yep. get the hand blown candy dish. People will come visit you and you can give them a Worthers or something. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Those are a few things Good on you. That's what I office. would do. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, just, yeah, this, um, like Jess said earlier, these were just questions that were given to us that we didn't really like create an entire topic around each question. So if you have questions like that, send them to us mm-hmm. um, at, so the email address is dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. And um, a few of these things we talked about in the podcast are things you can buy on our website online. We're always curating it and adding to that. And um, all the little things for the office are things that are on our website, which is alicelanehome.com. Um, and you can tailor any space um, with really unique, beautiful things um, that are at our website. So check it out at alicelanehome.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 